welcome, 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 listeners. You are here. It is Mr. Budget Pedal Chap and Mr. Dave Rage. We are here for the second, uh, the second in this interview slash competition series. Uh, so by now, you all know that the uh, the competition has closed, and by the end of this podcast, we will be announcing the official winner. Um, but before we do that, let's uh, let's hear some from uh, Mr. Anjay. What's up? Hello. Hello. You okay? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, completely missed my cue there, which is always good. It's all right. I can, I, can, I can edit it so that it seems like you were that you were bang on. Oh, there's no point. They all know that I'm absolutely useless at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> How's it been? How's it been going? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Bus- busy traveling, doing things. Not done much on YouTube recently. I think I've, I've I'm about four reviews behind at the minute, and I'm going to try and do at least three of them tomorrow, which probably won't happen. But you know. It's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's better to have a, a bank of things to review rather than <laughs> have a, have n- nothing in your schedule. Yeah, and just make just make a rant video or something like I tend to do if I've run out of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've I've got to admit I'm I'm exactly the same. I've got I've got a like a, a little guitar corner of things that I I should be doing and then uh, life gets in the way unfortunately. Ah, it's all good. I said, it's uh, it'll, be, it'll be a nice series of reviews if I can get them all done in one hit. But I think it might be, uh, yeah. might, might be a few weeks worth. It might take me into the new year. That'd which be is awesome, cool. anyway. I think so. Gives me something to do, keeps me off the streets. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's not been uh, it's not been quiet for the the entire um, the entire competition though. You've uh, you've done quite a few reviews on some pretty awesome. Um, pretty awesome product. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little kind of breakdown of some of those. Cool. Uh, yeah, there's been some good stuff. So I reckon we'll we'll leave the uh, the big one until last. So you've you've done some pedals, haven't you? Um, you I've got the the American Sounds, the Poc Echo, and the Voodoo Octave. Um, yes. So out of those two, I have not played a Poc Echo, and I don't don't even think I know. Uh, a great deal about it so do you want to explain for our listeners what so that's an a moon park echo explain what that uh, what that pedal's all about so a moon have got kind of a new range of of pedals that are these pock whatever so i did the pock distortion the pock dist um a few weeks back and yeah. it's essentially that the echo is oh, i can't remember the top of my head. it's got seven different types of echo in it so from kind of gentle um analog to digital to modulated to reverse but it's also got a looper pedal built in as well so you can it's kind of quite a multi-function kind of pedal um and it's it's actually pretty nice um it i've not i'm not a huge delay user i do have delay i've got uh, been using a donor echo square for a bit but um it's one of those ones where it's a nice enough pedal but it's small and it always sounds a bit digital whatever you setting you're on yeah. whereas the POC echo seems a little bit more i don't know just seems a bit softer a bit smoother it feels more natural yeah um but yeah it's and it's, it's a proper size pedal as well it's not it's not a mini pedal which is quite nice so it look you can actually find it on a pedal board when you're looking <laughs> for it <laughs> yeah um so yeah it's pretty good there's a few in the range the POC dist they've got the POC od yeah the I've, POC. I've, 
echo and the pock verb. Yeah, I've seen them popping up. Um, but yeah, yeah, the uh, the 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 pock pock echo. So, uh, what kind of settings have we got on it? Sorry, did you say? So we've got a. So there's um, I'm just doing the top of my head now. So you've got I think it starts with digital, then analog, yeah. then tape, then something else, then it's like reverse yeah lo-fi kind of bit crusher sound um and it's got actually it's got a really cool one called galaxy which is kind of ethereal so there's some really cool little sounds to be had in there and quite quite a lot of fun to be had with it and as i say you've also got this looper so they've got this um you can use it as a standalone looper without any of the echoes or you can have it so that it's got one of the echoes running and the looper as well oh wow that's uh... which can that's you can impressive. do some really weird. Yeah, you can do some weird stuff with it. But it, I mean, it obviously, so it'll loop with the echo. Yeah. And then whatever you play has the echo as well. So you end up with quite a lot going on if you're not careful. But it's yeah. <laughs> hell, hell of a lot of fun to mess around with. Yeah. I imagine you can get some uh, some kind of Brighton Rock esque um, things going on using that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy man. Oh yeah. I'm a a huge advocate of delay um but i i tend to use it as a kind of rather than uh how the edge might use it in a very kind of rhythmic way i, I tend to use it in the space of where i'd use reverb um because i find it's a bit yeah. cleaner that's quite a common way to use it as well especially if you've got something which has um a clean tail off. So if you're using the digital one, it's the same. It's, it's, it's an exact repetition each time and goes off nicely. Whereas if you're using something like the tape delay, each one warps slightly as it, as it repeats. So it doesn't, I love that sound. If I want that sound, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's a much warmer sound. Oh, tube delay, tube delay was the other one as well. Um, and it's a really warm sound, but if you want that kind of reverby sound, it doesn't work because it just, it constantly goes slightly out of tune as it goes down yeah yeah which is the natural way it works so i tend to use the uh the kind of analog style delays because they they've got a kind of uh a low pass filter effect on them um so it it kind of uh steps out of the way of your your original guitar signal but whilst also creating space yeah, actually, I hadn't thought of that way. Yeah, of course, because that way it's, it's it just changes the frequency very slightly. So if you use those, if you use one of the ones that's got the modulation on it as well, that'll do the same thing. I'd have thought. Yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. Uh, yeah, so your guitar still cuts through around the sounds rather than trying to compete with the sound. Yeah, which is which is where I find reverb often um, falls short a little bit. Especially if you've not got good reverb. I, I want to try. Uh, Simon was talking about the Mosky plate reverb he's been playing with like an 18 quid reverb pedal off yeah. off ebay and um he says that's got a really nice sound to it so i've got quite a cheap reverb pedal which as soon as you put anything with a bit of gain into it it just craps out i mean yeah. i put <laughs> i put the hello sailor anchor drive through it and uh, <laughs> i mean it, it didn't it sounded like i was going through a fuzz pedal not an echo pedal <laughs> not a reverb pedal this yeah. isn't the this isn't the pop echo this is some eno verb pedal i got for about 10 or off ebay yeah and it just yeah it just turns into a fuzz pedal if you hit it too hard <laughs> <laughs> oh dear that's that sounds terrible um yeah i've <laughs> I've only really started recently using um, reverb because I've got a 
uh, Marshall Reflector. I think it's called. Uh, and then that's got like, multiple settings. Um, but the the um, the one I tend to gravitate towards is the Spring Reverb, which is like the the least <laughs> kind of subtle one, and it, it it's almost designed to get in your way. So it makes no sense that I like the, um, delays that get out of your way, but I like a, a reverb that's completely all in your signal. But, have you ever had a proper plate? Have you ever actually had a proper reverb tank in, the, in an amp before? Where when you, when you kick the amp, you yeah, get you this almighty crashing sound. Yeah. My my first ever um, practice amp that came with my my Squire Strat. It was a Fender Frontman 15R. Yeah, yeah. And it, and then it had a spring in it, and it was the most amazing thing. That whenever you moved it, it would it would do that kind of rattly, beautiful springiness. There's something about it, isn't there? It just seems natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, the, it was a great, uh, a great reverb sound, especially considering how poor the amp was. <laughs> <laughs> With its eight-inch speaker. Yeah, I think I think was the one that 10? I had was the ten. Yeah, but yeah. there the, the was an eight-inch version. Uh, with a magnet about the size of kind of a, a Tempe piece on the back of it, or just trying to drive it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. It, it wasn't great, but this reverb was luscious. Uh, so you to take that out and stick it in your new amp. <laughs> that's it, yeah, yeah. Or, or have have the uh, the front man going into the uh, into the effects loop of a of a good amp. <laughs> That'd be a, That'd be brilliant. It would be a, an odd um, thing, uh, like a. An an odd reverb tank having like this fifteen watt practice amp. Oh man, that'd be that was a YouTube video just there. <laughs> it would. I've, I've I've still got the amp somewhere. I might I might try that because I'm sure you could go it'll, through the. It'll input. sound so bad. It, yeah, it probably would. Yeah, but, but it's, I'll watch the video to the end. Quite happy. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a try, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is yeah. You've given me given me some ideas. I'll do that in 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 the new year. Um, oh, good man. So. Uh, pocket Echo, pretty good. Uh, so Voodoo Voodoo Octave, this is one that I have played because I I used to own the Joyo one, yeah, which yeah. is it, it was called the Voodoo Octave as well, wasn't it? Uh, same pedal again, yeah. same same innards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting uh, it's, um, one, isn't it? It is, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm on this hunt for a for a for a fuzz pedal, and I keep thinking I'm there. I had a big muff. And that's not a personal statement. Uh, I had a big muff, a big muff pie with a wicker. Yeah. Um, and it was, <laughs> and it was all right. I, I, yeah. I mean, no, saying it's all right, it's unfair. It was an amazing pedal, but it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. And I was kind of looking for that really heavy clipped sound. And the Amoon, it, it kind of gets there. Yeah. But it goes from almost what I want to absolutely crazy in about yeah, a millionth of a millimeter yeah, in turn. too much and yeah the pots, and the pots feel horrible um i mean it's got some great sounds in it i love when the octave comes into it because it has like a high octave yeah and that's really nice but there's there's so many weird little things with it so for instance when you hit the octave button the signal cuts slightly before it comes in so you couldn't use it to, to kind of go seamlessly into a solo yeah. For instance. Yeah, um, unless it was like a break. Yeah. Before the solo, but then 
it's it's one of those ones where I really want to love it, but I know it's going on eBay fairly soon. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> and I'm going back to I'm going back to my JSA uh, fuzz little fuzz from Simon until I can convince him to make me a better one. <laughs> yeah, um, the yeah, I think I, I ended up buying the uh, the the Voodoo Active because I, I heard so many like poor reviews of it. Um, it was just for for like a, a hot minute. It was like this this laughing stock on the gear exchange, and people were selling them for like a tenner. So I was like, yeah, go on, I'll give it a go. And to its defence, it weren't it weren't as bad as people were saying. But the the mid cut no. switch was pretty fucking useless, and the um, the, the octave. Yeah, like you say, it didn't really add much, much to it when, uh, when it was all in gaze, and it it was just yeah, it was just a bit. I don't know. It was it, it was it was meh. yeah, it was a bit okay. I think you can get a one thing I did find with it. You can get a really nice kind of almost Hendrixy style octave fuzz type thing going if you have it on the neck pickup of a single coil yeah you put the um you have the octave on you have the fuzz pretty much full and then you turn the tone on your guitar all the way down okay so you're you're fully bass and then you come into the you go above the 12th fret yeah and then you can start getting some stuff that sounds a bit more kind of it just had that i don't know it has quite a nice sound but it's such an awkward thing to set up <laughs> yeah. you couldn't use it you can't use it in a live situation for recording it would probably okay you could probably sit around and play with it and get a tone that works for a section of a solo yeah but you wouldn't want to do it in a live so thank you i don't play live but you wouldn't want to try and get that mid solo suddenly whack the change pickups yeah whack down the tone hit the button hit the <laughs> yeah the, it's it's a it's a almighty kind of orchestration there isn't it hmm so yeah, I mean, I'm sure people can get some good tones out of there, and there are some nice tones in there. It's just, it's not, it, it just doesn't fit the profile I'm looking for because I'm not a big fuzz user. But there are certain things where you just want that kind of um, smashing pumpkins kind of sound without going all the way up to an op amp yeah. in um, Pi and or Soundgarden or something like that, where it's just kind of that nice heavy clipping that you can use for a good chugging rhythm sound. And yeah. this kind of sounds, it, it hits that chainsaw sound far too quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I found it was, the, there were some usable sounds in there. And I found uh, when you when you hit it at the front end with with a drive pedal, it kind of smoothened everything out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it I just, didn't try that actually, yeah. It just, it weren't, it weren't, it, w- it was one of these where it required a lot of, lot of steps to get there and there's there's a lot more unusable sounds in it than there are usable ones yeah i might, I might try throwing betsy at it first so betsy's my hello sailor um overdrive pedal i could try throwing that at it and see what happens but yeah as you say it's just yeah if you have to work that hard at it it's probably not worth it yeah yeah exactly that when it comes to something which is a click and play kind of pedal yeah 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 uh, th- and then finally, coming on to the uh, the American sounds, which I think oh, is, yeah. is the best place to kind of end it because I don't know about you, but yeah. the, the American sounds, oh, I really got on with. I think I've still got it somewhere, to be honest. Yeah, so I 
I, so I've got a, a Vox modeling amp from a hundred million years ago yeah. and it's lovely and it's got a, it's got a line out in it, but it's, it, you know, it, it doesn't quite sound right when it's been recorded. I've noticed. So I wanted a, an amp in a box yeah. that I could put, that I could record straight into the PC with because I didn't like any of the virtual amps I've got. I've got a few and none of them quite fit that kind of Fender sound. And I'd seen um, in the blues, doing yeah. a review of the Joyo version. Yeah. And he had bought, he had had one ages ago and then he got rid of it and he bought another one. And this is a guy who's got a Kemper profiling, profiling amp. Yeah. 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 And he's, he's bought one of these to play live with now, but if he doesn't have a, an amp available. Yeah. And so I thought oh, I'll grab one of those. They're not very expensive. They're about 25 quid or 30 quid or something. And just fell in love. I've not much time to play too much with it, but just what I've done with it so far, absolutely love it. It just, it sounds like a Fender amp. It sounds anything from tweed to blackface with a quick dial turn. It's the drive sounds natural and, and kind of tube like, and you can throw pedals at it and it takes it perfectly. And that was the problem I was having that the, the doing lots of pedal reviews, amp sims do not take pedals well on a computer. VST no. plugins just don't take them well. No, they, and, they do their sound, don't they? But then the moment you yeah. throw any any kind of curveball at them, they it just uh, doesn't cope. They very crap well. out a bit, don't they? Not not not, not the cheap VSTs I'm using. I'm sure the big ones do. Uh, but and then also the the the, the modelling amp. The, it's a, it's kind of a, it's one of those ones where it's got it's got one tube in it that's split across the preamp um, preamp and the actual um, power amp. Yeah, and it kind of tries to do it, but it, again, it doesn't sound quite right because it's got its own modelling going on. It's got its own effects going on. And it just never quite sounded right. So putting it through this, you could get such a lovely, clean sound to really hear the, the pedals come through. And yeah, absolutely brilliant. Can't 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 say enough good things about them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, when when I was using it, I I was using it at the front end of an amp because um, mm. I've got the um, the Blackstar HT5, which okay. is I mean it's it's a Marshall. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a kind of it's a a budget amp, pretty much, um, and it it does it does the drive thing really well. It's really versatile, um, but the clean uh, the clean tone on it or the clean channel uh, on the one that I've got is it's one control and that's just volume. Um, so there's there's no tonal shaping with it at all, and because of that, they've kept the clean tone really safe. Um, yep. it's it's fine it works but it's it's nothing to write home about um, and it's very clean I'm guessing as well yeah yeah I mean it's I, I don't there's, I don't there's no drive in it at all I don't necessarily <laughs> mind that it's it's there's no not any drive in it because I've used the the drive channel with the gain down to get like a kind of um, breaking up clean tone uh, and that works really yeah. well but if you want that kind of really sparkly kind of bluesy clean tone it, it doesn't do that and you, there's no way of shaping it to do that um so i used the 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 joyo um american sound in the in the front end almost like an eq pedal yeah um, and it just it fenderizes the clean channel which that's a really good well, yeah it, it's that make better a button almost isn't it it is yeah so because it's got the the three band EQ, it, it allowed that kind of tonal shaping, but it also it puts thing, its own kind of tonal stamp on it as well. Yeah, I think the only thing with it is it's got because it's got a cab sim 
uh, cab emulator built into it. Mm. It's, it's, um, I don't know how well you could use that volume on a, on a, or going into an app. I mean, they actually say in the instructions you can do, you just have to adjust the EQ to get around the cab, the yeah. cab simulator. So I think the Tech 21, that it was the blonde that it was originally based on, you could turn the cab simulator on and off, so you could just put it straight into an amp. Um, obviously, it's a clone, so you don't get all the features. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've, I mean, I have tried it, and it does, it does sound nice, but I think it, uh, you'd have to tweak it from that to direct recording quite a lot to make them both sound decent. But yeah, I think it's... I can absolutely see how it would work in front of us, as you say, an amp which doesn't have good tone controlling. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to use just an EQ pedal because you want that kind of ampy sound and that fendery sound. I can imagine anyone who's got like a Marshall, even like some of the old cheaper Marshalls, um, yeah. the solid state ones who want to get a bit more of a kind of a fender sound could throw that at it quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get the best of both worlds really, don't you? With the, the kind of fender cleans and then being able to kick in a Marshall style drive. Yeah, that's uh, that's living the dream, there, that isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's not. Well, yeah. Without having to have the Joe Bonamassa style, let's have two dumbbells and have let's have two uh, <laughs> two Fender tweeds and have them all at ten. <laughs> yeah, in an ideal world, that's probably where we'd all go, isn't it? But I think our neighbours don't appreciate our um, our Joe Bonamassa impressions a lot of the time. No, 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 no. And I don't wear sunglasses inside either, sadly. Yeah, well. I and think... I also don't play as well as him, so, you know, it's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, it swings around a bit. <laughs> I haven't tried the sunglasses indoors yet, see if that helps or. But I, I it can't imagine do. it's it going to work. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. So, the uh, the kind of the big the big thing that you've reviewed uh, recently is, is something that I'm very interested in. And. Uh, you uh, you've you've definitely got a, done a good job of it because you're making me want one there. It's the Harley Benton <laughs> HB35, so it's kind of in yes. the style of a three three five. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, like all good Harley Bentons. It's completely like curve for curve, ripped off from something else, um, <laughs> with just enough changes to avoid lawsuits. Yeah. Um, God bless it, the good ship oh, Harley Benton and all who sail with it. Absolutely. Although, just a slight sidestep there. The um, really interested to see what Andertons are doing with the old East Coast stuff now. But anyway, that's a whole whole other story. Yeah, well, I they, mean, they've the, got their they've got their new budget range, haven't they? They have. Um, the The East Coast brand used to be uh, used to be stocked in PMT way yes. way back when, and then they they yeah. kind of dipped out of that, and they, now it seems to have emerged back at uh, Andertons. Yeah, so I'd be curious to see how that goes on. But yes, no, the HB35 is, so I've played, well, I've had now, I've had the, so I've got the ST62, the Strat, their white Strat copy. Yep. I've played the TE52, which is their 52 Telecaster copy. Mm-hmm. And I've got one of their bases as well. Yeah. And this is by far the nicest guitar of theirs I've played. It's, it's just everything about it. Yeah. From from how it looks to how it sounds to how it feels is just, and I'll caveat this, for the money, which is about 130, 140 quid, is just spectacular. I mean, yep. the binding on it is beautiful. That, And I know all of it's fake. You know you know the binding's fake. You know that everything about it is a little bit fake, but it just doesn't look it and feel it. It feels, it just, it's great. It's such a yeah. nice thing. And I mean, that I think it's got Roswell pickups, which 
do the business. They, they, they can get you from kind of um, BB King up to kind of Dave Grohl in quite, quite merry fashion. Yes. Uh, the, I'm trying to think. the hardware on it is all cheap. You know, it's Chrome, Chrome kind of generic stuff. But again, tuning pegs on it, for instance, work really nicely. Whereas on the other, the other two guitars always felt a bit iffy, just felt yeah. that bit, a little bit cheaper. They just don't feel cheap. Uh, the only thing on it that bugged the hell out of me until I, until I sort of played with it properly was the, was the actual fretboard. Mm. So they use this thing called Blackwood, which is by all accounts, some kind of heavily treated pine yeah. um, to make it look a bit like ebony. And I, so, I mean, if you've had a highly bent, you know, you have to clean them. You know, yeah. that's the first thing you have to do really is give them a fret polish and give them a clean. What I had to do with this one, I had to rehydrate the fretboard because it felt scratchy, felt dry and scratchy. Mm. Um, so I, I've got some lemon oil stuff. Yeah, covered it in that first, and then then went for it, and it, it suddenly felt a hundred times better. And yeah, I just yeah fell in love with it straight away. Um, it's a big old chunky thing. I mean, the neck is massive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as to be expected, it's a really fat fat neck. Uh, but no, it just it just sounds great. It's got that lovely kind of. There's something about semi hollow which just sounds so nice in a mix because it's kind of a bit more i don't know spanky but not kind of telecaster spanky it, it yeah, feels it, deeper than that yeah it's 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 got a kind of a, a low end resonance but it's also got it seems to kind of chime a lot a lot more in the high end as well doesn't it yeah and i mean it's got a mahogany um i don't know what they call yeah, it the, the block in the block. middle for yeah. resonance yeah um and yeah yeah i mean I, I can't say enough good things about it and i've not been paid to say any of that and i do have to buy the guitar if I want to keep it, um, which I am doing, obviously, because it's fantastic. And the wife told me I could. Um, <laughs> she's even she's even named it already. So you know, it's kind of it, part of the family now. Uh, so all my guitars get names. So the uh, the black Telecaster is Loretta. If you watch Ensis New Orleans, you'll know why. Uh, and this one is called Rosa after Rosa Parks. Because it's just this beautiful, beautiful, strong guitar, and um, yeah, no, I just I was stunned by the quality of it. Because yeah. you get all there is, you get all the reviews, and people are going, "Oh, it's really, really good. It's great. I love it. It sounds fantastic." You go, you, you kind of get cynical very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I mean, you know, and you know, these guys are quite t- tight, tightly tied to to Harley Benson. Yeah, and you actually sit down and play, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what what brought up a bit of scepticism for me about the Harley Benton brand, is that there were so many people um, seeming to to get some Harley Benton stuff, and then all all of a sudden, oh yes, it's it's so great, it's so great, and once you see like a sea of that, there's there's a seed of doubt that gets planted in your mind. Um, yeah. But like very much, I will I will trust your your review on it, and and the fact that you're you're pointing out uh, some of the things that are, n- are not uh, not perfect out of the box, like the the um, the condition of the the frets and the the uh, fretboard fret being yeah yeah. I mean those those are things that uh, other other reviewers might kind of skirt over, uh, but it's it's yeah. it's definitely interesting. Uh, interesting to know because if you are a beginner like an absolute beginner if that happened and you got got one of those guitars that have been in a like 
sitting dormant in a factory for a while and needs a bit of a clean, then it's going to be no good to you. But if you are one of these uh, one of these people who've got a little bit of experience under your belt, n- know a little bit about guitar maintenance, then that just that little detail could make it a, a, a perfect guitar for you. Yeah, I mean, I think we spoke about this last time. I mean, the reason that I'm looking at these is so I have different sounds yeah. and different kind of... So each guitar you pick up, and you'll know this, every guitar you pick mm-hmm. up makes you play differently. Yeah, yeah, very much so. so. I play my... My Telecaster is my main guitar. It's what I play almost anything on, and I can get anything from nice bluesy stuff up to heavy metal on there without any any issues. Yeah. But you pick up kind of an, uh, the, the, the HB35, that kind of style guitar, and you instantly... S- default down to playing like john lee hooker and kind of bb king kind of stuff yeah um, you pick up a strat you start playing hendrix straight away yeah um and it's just that they all kind of have the different feel if, I, if i've got a i've got a humbucker based um tanglewood pioneer 2 from god knows how long ago in fact 20 years ago and that you just want to play like um a les paul so you want to start playing uh, guns and roses stuff on it yeah and i think if you're if you have that experience, then it can become really expensive to get those kind of different sounds and different feels. So something like a Harley Benton, where with a very limited amount of um, money and a very limited amount of time, you can get something that works really nicely for you. You don't have to go out and find a really expensive guitar just for recording an ES335 sound. You can get a Harley Benton for 150 quid uh, and spend 10 minutes tarting it up and you've got exactly what you needed you know we, we all have our favorite guitar and we all have guitars we use for particular things so why spend the fortune on them if you don't have to exactly that uh, and it's also it's also good for people who who are not necessarily like beginner beginners but people who haven't had the the kind of the experience and the prior knowledge of, of being able to try these different types of guitar and mm. so they could pick up maybe uh, a strat Les Paul, a 335 style Harley Benton and think, yep, this is definitely, definitely the kind of style for me. Now I can kind of pursue that avenue for the the higher price brands. And it's not going to, it's not going to cost you a a huge amount doing that. No, I mean, I was was kind of looking at this and thinking, well, you know, Epiphone Dot, which is kind of the, the next thing along from or even some of the Ibanez's are some really nice Ibanez um hollow double cutaways yeah they're also in the three four hundred pound bracket yeah absolutely if you go towards the actual if you go towards the actual Gibson 335s they're like two and a half grand yeah that, that's um, for a that's for a cheap uh cheap 335 as well that is yeah and uh, so and I'd, I'd love to obviously you know not kidding myself this guitar will not last 20 years I can't imagine you know, no. the, 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 there are, they have to cut corners. They do. You, you, you accept that when you see them. They're not, they're not a lifetime guitar, I don't think. I could be wrong. In 20 years' time, we'll have the same conversation, and I'll say that the thing's still working. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's a very real possibility. Yeah. Uh, but, but like you say, where, where Gibson will use, like their, their center block is going to be made out of a, a premium mahogany. Whereas the Harley Benton might might be like two or three offcuts of of mahogany put into a put into a a, a block form. Same with yeah. the neck; it, it'll be like a, a one piece with the the Gibson. Whereas there'll be a scarf joint on the uh, the Harley Benton. 
yeah, and about an inch thick of lacquer on top of it. Yeah, exactly. So, so but if, as long as you accept that and you, you you're not kidding yourself that you're getting a three grand guitar for a hundred quid, then I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. They kind of look at it and they hear all the good reviews, yeah, and they miss the point that this is a great review based on value for money, yeah, compared to quality. It, it's all no, it's all taken into consideration, isn't it? Yeah, for very few. I mean, I have I've seen a few people who have turned around and said, "Oh, I sold my um, my my Fender Elite for a, a hundred pound Harley Benton," and other people were going, "Oh, I'd much have, I'd have the Harley Benton over the PRS because they got this C, the the CST twenty four, which is like the 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 um the similar kind of PRS," yeah. and you do have to kind of wonder if they just got a really bad. PRS potentially because yeah, because there are a lot of horror stories around Harley Benton. There, there are people who've got sort of stuff that, you know, that I saw a brilliant one where they had done all of the, um, all of the inlay dots on the, on the side of the neck were one fret down. So <laughs> the 13th fret had the double dot. Oh, yeah. So there are silly, there are silly things like that yeah. that, that happen occasionally. Um, what Harley Benton do is they do what they call the decos or decos, which are the decorative guitars, which are the ones that have completely failed their QA. Yeah. And people buy them and they're kind of quite, you know, maybe a third reduced. Yeah. And sometimes I'll get them and it's literally like, you just have to replace one tuning peg yeah. and the whole thing's perfect. Here. So, it's just using a bit of common sense and applying that to it when you're and not trying to think you are about to get a Gibson Les Paul if you've just paid 150 pounds for something. Yeah. It's just, the world doesn't work that way, but I think it's, it's unfair to dismiss them as toys or beginners because as you say, a beginner getting one of these, isn't going to, isn't going to rehydrate the fretboard. They're going to play it. It's going to feel horrible. They're going to go, I don't like playing guitar anymore. Yeah. So it's just, you really have to kind of just know what you're buying and be a bit, and watch the reviews and watch the ones who do say, yeah, it's great, but you need to do this to it. Or, yeah. um, you know, I, my, my first with the first one I got, I couldn't play. So I sent it back and the second one was fine, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's, it's the other thing is hard to remember is that putting in, like buying a hundred and fifty pound guitar and then putting eight hundred pounds worth of new pickups and electrics into <laughs> it is also a bit daft. I've seen a few, a few. Oh, I've just got the, like these these EMGs and this, you're like, no, 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 don't. There's no point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once, yeah, once the the hardware and the the pickups kind of exceed the price of the guitar, you probably probably doing something a little bit wrong. Yeah, I, I, to each their own, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sometimes watch, I sometimes watch uh, film at night on um, uh, on his channel, yeah. Know Your Gear. And yeah, there's the sort of thing they'll do. They'll take like a squire and pimp it out with loads of stuff and it'll play amazingly. And that's fine. But yeah, some, sometimes you do wonder, you start seeing these, oh yeah, I got rid of the Roswells because they didn't sound great. And I put these 300 pound pickups in and they sound great. And you hear the before and after and you're like, um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not that different. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's not three hundred quid different. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, if you you don't really want to be putting three hundred pounds worth of pickup into a into a guitar that didn't even cost that new. Yeah. Um, but hey ho, I mean, it's all down yeah, to kind of player one. preference, and if if someone really gets along with with their um, their Harley Benton guitar and, and wants to upgrade it, by all means, do it. It's not gonna. Okay. It's not gonna retain the value if you come to sell it. But if if it's if it's your guitar and you love it, then by all means go for it. And I don't think you buy a Harley Benton for resale value. 
Oh, no, 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 no. 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 Yeah, you're not looking to make a profit on them. No. But yeah, go go and buy one. (laughs) But use my affiliate link, so I'll get a kickback. No, I mean... um... (laughs) (laughs) No, No, highly recommend it. If you're looking for a semi-hollow and you're kind of into that sound, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I mean, from what I've played of the Harley Benton stuff as well, um, it's it's very playable. Uh, the, the the pickups that I've tried uh, haven't been like amazingly inspiring, but they're better than most things at that price point. And I'll tell you, the biggest problem with them often is the pickup height. I've noticed. So I, for instance, my bass, I hadn't realised that. I was recording it, it it always sounded distorted and it's just because the pickups were so high and I had the same problem with the, (laughs) and I had the same problem with, with this, the, the the HP 35, the, um, no matter what I did, I couldn't get a clean sound out of it. And it kind of sounded a bit chorusy as well. Yeah. And it's because the pickups were so close to the strings that it was catching all the wrong kind of resonances and vibrations and whatever, yeah. whatever else. So lowered them and it suddenly sounded a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but again, it's one of those things you have to know to yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah. And to look for. Yeah. Otherwise it just sounds like a really harsh sound. Yeah. Begin. They could pick it up, play it or, play like try and play a chord on it and and it sound chorusy and them just going no this is it's a broken guitar mm. um but yeah i mean that's our kind of our, our take on the harley benton stuff and i think um on my channel there will be will be very shortly some kind of follow-up with the harley benton stuff so watch out for that good stuff enjoy um, so uh on to our kind of solo competition um yes before we mention the the entries uh, we had a go at ourselves, didn't we? We did, yes. Um, which it <laughs> took me much longer than it should have. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you did take ages, actually. Yeah, I, I was I was overthinking and overthinking just so much because it's, it's such a kind of simple chord progression that it's it lulls you into a false sense of security. And it's uh, got a weird bit in the middle which doesn't quite fit what you're expecting, so you have to actually be melodic rather than just shreddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, yeah. Um, so... The the kind of premise behind it was that you you uh, use some interesting um, equipment and pedals and and um, <laughs> try try some, some. Kind of, try some weird stuff um, and and you kind of kicked that off pretty well didn't you so do you want to uh, explain what what your kind of saying for the solo was yeah so the I'm desperately trying to remember what the distortion pedal I used was I think it was the um, fuzz pedal wasn't it. Um, I'm, I'm going to say yes, little, um, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say yes as well. So, but the main, the main thing with it was I was using uh, my Pearl Octave pedal, which is um, Pearl being more famous for drums these days. Yep, is um, it's sort of from the eighties, and I managed to pick one up many, many years ago from a secondhand shop when I was a student. Yeah, and it, it gives you an octave down two octaves down and one octave up and it's all analog it's all synthy and it just adds a really nice kind of thickness to the sound so that was kind of the, the main thing i was messing around with on it just to try and yeah. do something a bit different because it just i don't know it just it just adds that thickness to the sound without on a solo without messing around too much with it yeah uh, you can't <laughs> not one you can use a chord with because it doesn't do the polyphonic stuff at all but <laughs> it, just, um, it freaks out and just goes ah it, it, basically yeah, yeah. so yeah, so that, that that was that was my main effect on there. I, I think it was the JSA little fuzz, but yeah. I can't swear to it off the top of my head. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, 
uh, I, I had a quick listen to that before we started the podcast, and the uh, the octave effect was really really cool. Uh, I, I was I was absolutely down for that, and there was some uh, some really strong kind of melodic melodic lines in that, and uh, you threw in a bit of chromaticism in there as well. Oh, I'm sure I did. Uh, it's it's uh, I don't analyse it that much anymore. I used to, I used to try and analyse what I was doing, and then I just kind of did what feels right. So yeah. Um, I mean, it's all based around a pentatonic. Not, not nothing too clever around that, and maybe a natural minor in there somewhere. Yeah, um, well, so you've probably got you probably got a chromatic transition from 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 one to the other at some point. Yeah, there was a but yeah. It's, that's uh, the idea. It's a bit of melody. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of what because um, we've we've had a little bit of a chat about the uh, the entries, and and that's that's one of the things that we were looking for. Uh, yeah. mostly when it there was kind of melodic and something that was just slightly outside of the normal because <laughs> everyone everyone threw that in uh, because it, yeah, cause it, it was a kind of Chuck Berry-ish style backing track so you got it um, so yeah I mean my, myself I, I decided to um, <laughs> I decided to take the design brief uh, a little too seriously, oh. um, and through <laughs> every <sorry>. effect. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I started off with um, an oct- an Octavio style um, fuzz, but then in uh, no, it weren't the Octavio. It was it was wah, weren't it? It was the auto wah. There's definitely wah in there. So yeah, it starts off with the Kurt auto Hammett wah. Was, was looking for his wah pedals. He was yeah. He, he was. He was standing at the window, just pouring at it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it started off with auto war, um, and then sneaks in with some harmonised octave Octavio um, little riffs going on in the background. Um, goes on for with that for a little while, and then there's a sneaky little bit of uh, kind of guitar synth. Um, yeah, it was very difficult to make that not sound crap. Um, so th- that bit probably took me took me the longest to make it not sound like it was a broken computer. Um, but then I threw a phaser at it, and then there was some chorus with uh, kind of dual pentatonic midly widdliness harmonised with chorus, it, just in case dual pentatonic harmony wasn't enough. Wasn't a thick enough sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then. There was an analog style octave, uh, similar to the Octavio, but um, uh, a different kind of vein, and then a little bit of reverb as well. And, and somewhere in the middle of it, there was a bit of melody as well. It's actually a really nice solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I would have just done it straight, it might have sounded might have sounded decent. But it's just I threw every effect at it that I could. Um, how many takes did you? How many? Because one of the things that I was doing with mine. Was, was I did it all in one take? Yeah. Oh, oh this, um, this definitely wasn't one take. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you sit down and try and figure it out. And I think I recorded it about three times. Yeah. Um, no, I'll tell a lie. I recorded it three times. And there was one bit near the end that I cocked up on two of the versions, but on the first version was absolutely perfect for me. So, kind of like, yes. thought, sod it, I'll just re- I'll reaper that. Yeah, splice <laughs> it in. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it's it's allowed. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't tell, so that, that was that's completely fine. Yeah, my mine. I didn't even bother trying to do a, a an entire run through. I did it all like in little dancing. sections. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, so the trick was, I uh, I, I went directly into my uh, I went directly into Reaper actually, uh, same as you, um, with the with the DAW. So I went I went into Reaper, but I went through uh, my Line Six um, Amplify footboard. So mm. all of the all of the guitar sounds, all of the amp sounds, and the effects were all digital. Which you couldn't tell actually. It was, a, it, was it was done really nicely. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, quite often on the podcast and uh, just just in general, um, milling about the internet, I, I will really praise the um, the amplify stuff because I think it. It came out and didn't really make a great deal of an impact, uh, but I, I can't fault it. I think it, uh, as long as you know how to dial it in well enough, it it does some absolutely fantastic tones. What surprised me when you told me it was an auto wire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't have to anywhere near it. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I'd, I'd set the sensitivity just just right for picking dynamics, and it 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 did it fine. Yeah, I, th- I think the auto was an un- underappreciated effect. It's one I need to keep revisiting because, yeah, it's it's when you're when you're a young player and you get auto while you think you're going to sound like Hendrix, and <laughs> you don't because you're just hitting the strings as hard as you can. Yeah. Then when you realise there's a thing called picking dynamics and there's a volume control on your guitar, you know, you start to find out that actually an auto wire can do some really interesting things that you can't do with the normal wire pedal very easily. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. just have to be you have to be subtle, and I think that's the difference. You have to actually kind of not just hammer the strings. You have to go quite gently and just get, you know, adjusting the volume control on your guitar can change the whole dynamic of how the wah, the auto wah does stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting effect to get right. Um, and I, I haven't had a great deal of time with it, but I found, like, dialing it into a certain certain way and just kind of letting the pick dictate the... Um, the the kind of the wah was was the best kind of option for it. And it it came out sounding natural enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's uh let's get into the bit that everyone uh, everyone's been waiting for. What to find out? You're the winner. Yeah, <laughs> I win. No, that would be the biggest crock ever. Although I it must would. I must admit I have tried to rig it one or two times, but. No, I am uh, not. You're going that to range master, don't you? That's I, what it I is. Really the range, the range master. Yeah. I mean, I've deliberately not tested it. I, I've, I, uh, Joe sent it over, and he said, "Oh, you know, I'd really love to hear you have a go at it and see what you can do with it." And I've, I've not even unpacked it. I was like, "No, if I take that out and put it on my board to test it, it's not going anywhere." Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're a man of uh, iron will because I definitely would have tried it and then cancelled the entire competition. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just vanished <laughs> yeah <laughs> worth it uh so we we had quite a quite a few entries and we we had some some really really interesting uh really interesting stuff uh oh, yeah. so i I'll, I'll mention a couple who i i thought were pretty good and then uh you maybe mention a couple uh, who you you uh who piqued your interest as well uh and we'll we'll uh we'll let the people know who we decide on as well. Uh, so uh, I'm going to start off with HB guitar because uh, he was he was our first one um, with the um, Hello Sailor Tube Screamer, which has got like a 
a flick switch for the 808 and the TS9. Um, I don't know which mode it was in, um, but it sounded it sounded brilliant. Um, so the, uh, the the solo was it had quite a few kind of classic uh, classic guitar licks, and the guitar tone was amazing as well. Um, mm. But well, I've got one. I've got one of those drives, and it really is a great pedal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've tried uh, tried a, a few um, Hello Sailor um, Tube Screamer pedals, and they they are absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I think special mention goes to his uh, his second entry, um, <laughs> which was perhaps. I mean, like the even though we can't brand brand this one the winner. It's it's kind of the unofficial, the unofficial winner of the uh, the competition. So it was a, a Marshall. It's the most pure thing I've ever heard. Indeed, yeah. So it's a Marshall. I think is it the MS two, the the mini stack kind of thing that you use. Yeah, it's it's the, it's the little red mini stack one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it was like a dying battery or some something was th- something was not quite right about it, and it was essentially making kind of synthesized chicken sounds. It, uh, it was it was yeah it was a death it was a death cries of a of a robot chicken wasn't it yeah um, and it it was equal parts hilarious and brilliant um, yeah well the fact that he kept it going for like the whole the whole minute as well pretty much it was just like just and he just went with it I just thought it was beautiful yeah. it was a moment it really was it was it, it was almost <laughs> playing it like it was its own instrument which I thought was very good. Uh, um, what are those? The, ther- the theremins? Is that, is that all the other ones with the, where you can get um, the work off the way hands are next yep. to the electrical stuff? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, and, yeah. He was he was he was playing it like a theremin, and he was playing it like a theremin next to his really awesome SG, which has yeah. got these kind of crazy gold four pickups in, which it was amazing. So, like, hats off to that guy. There's a def- definitely a special mention for that one. Yep. Um, I'd also like to. Um, give uh, a, a special mention to um, Coa Official or COA mm-hmm. Official. I don't know. Don't know how we're pronouncing that one, but I'm going to go with Coa. Um, so there was there was kind of some strong mel- uh, strong melodic motifs, some pretty pretty sound uh, sound melody ideas. Um, but the thing that that blew me away was the the guitar tone and the the guitar pedal that he decided to use for this, which was the Boss ST2 Power Stack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's a name and a half, that isn't it? Power Stack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounded really, really good. It did. Um, it, listeners of the podcast will will know that I, me and me and Boss, we've got we've had a rocky past. Um, but I think the the Power Stack is is the olive branch that we uh, that we might need. Um, mm, no, definitely great, great, great tone. Yeah. So there's there's so many so many good uh, good entries, and I think everything Joseph, if not for the kind of the technicality, and so we got interesting melodies. Um, he's a technical player as well. I mean, he's a, he's a good yeah. player. No two ways about it. But it, it weren't it weren't just technicality for technicality's sake. There were some really yeah. really actual um, interesting uh, note choices as well. So it was, it was very kind of interesting melodically. Um, it was it was a, a very close call for me that one. But beyond that, it was the guitar faces. It was it was yeah. definitely the guitar faces. He's a true connoisseur of the guitar face, isn't he? Yeah, very much so. I mean, Joe Walsh of the Eagles would would have a run for his money. 
with these guitar faces on the go. And the, <laughs> the pedal as well. The pedal was so cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, another Hello Sailor pedal. Uh, and this one yeah, was made of the, the shell of a, a large munition. Uh, yes. So that I, th- I mean, me and Joe had a chat about that on the uh, on the podcast actually, um, but seeing it in action and hearing it, oh, yes, oh yes. Uh, so, have you got some uh, some some mentions you'd like to like to give out? I on think this? I think the other mention for me is Maurice. Uh, uh, Maurice Mar- Arena's guitar. I thought the the, the Skinner style solo I thought was inspired because it's a bit like there are some entries which we had where you know it's quite it's quite a sort of a, a classic rock kind of dad rock kind of progression yeah. and to get some le- something that really did sound like it was a Leonard Skinner set of melodies over the top of it I thought was quite quite ingenious so I think a big shout out for that one stood out to me as quite quite a cool entry because it I mean he was using I was just bringing it up here now actually he's using a boss reverb and a uh monarch musical devices lion drive yeah I, and it's it just such a cool i've never heard of it before yeah, but it's such a cool sound for that kind of music so i thought that that was really good and i think the i think he's playing a strap but the pickups got a really weird look to it which i really liked as well yeah. the neck pickups kind of like a i don't know weird kind of two lines jobby type thing mm. odd one but i love it okay Oh, is it? That's that's got to be a sustainiac then, that doesn't it? If it's oh, it could be actually, yeah. Um, but he was he was definitely using position two in the strat because it was it was quacky as all hell. Yeah, which, yeah. Again, just added to this uh, this kind of Leonard Skinner style, and those open string, um, just little licks. Oh. Mm. Uh, he got a lot of comments. Him. He got he got quite quite a lot of comments off his as well. Actually, he seems like a popular guy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hats off to that that chap. But now it's down to our uh, down to our winner, and I think uh, after after a little bit of deliberation and some some uh, some back and forth, we we both agreed on uh, on this one, didn't we? We did indeed. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a great kind of melodic solo surprised us quite a lot and actually used i mean so one of the one of the themes throughout was that there was a lot of a lot of drive pedals being used but interesting drive pedals and kind of custom ones and i think um this one again a really nice interesting not a hugely known make i don't think anyone might might be in some areas but you know around around these around these parts it's not a particularly well-known make and i thought it was just a really the whole thing just came together beautifully and it's quite a late entry as well yeah yeah it was uh, uh, it was it was I within the, it's, the last the last day i believe the, the dying breaths of the competition indeed yeah and yeah and i was i was it's just one of those ones that just really everything every part of it just came together for me and just really impressed me yeah there was, it was there was very melodic moments there were moments where it was flashy but not taking it too far and the the bits that got me were the country inspired uh kind of double stop bends and yeah and and making a, a really kind of dad rocky sounding backing track come alive with a different kind of genre i thought that was that was very good yeah it didn't have that kind of um and with my solo, for instance, it was a real sort of pentatonic that desperately went out occasionally to other things. It just felt it felt a lot more natural than that. That it wasn't kind of just the same old, same old. That 
that I was going to be producing. And that's what, again, something that really impressed me about all the entries was kind of how they broke out of that, just that dangerous pit of pentatonics. But I think more <laughs> than more than anyone, this was the one that kind of just threw yeah, me completely it, when it I did, heard it. it. It shined, didn't it? And uh, just to make it official, that is that the winner of the competition is Mr. Alex Harper of Alex Harper Music. It is indeed. Well done. Uh, so, Alex, congratulations to you. I would clap, but I've got a microphone in my hand. So just just imagine it. Um, but so uh, to, to claim your uh, to claim your prize, uh, get in contact. Uh, I think you're probably the, the best guy to, to get in contact with uh, about about this because you've got the you've got the pedals. So I was going to say I've got the pedals. And actually, it's probably worth mentioning what pedals we're going to win for this as well. Indeed, actually, yeah, yeah. So let's. Uh, so let's, actually, first of all, let's talk about it. what he was using. So he was using a Pinebox Custom um, Ahab drive. Was his was his main kind of tone for this on a beautiful Telecast that he seems to own, which I hate him for. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of where he got sent. So the prize pack uh-huh. is a Mark One. JSA effects blues maker. Blues maker, yeah. This yeah. one, isn't it? Blues maker, which is a blues breaker clone, plus a bit, because you'll kill me for saying it's just a clone. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> there is the Hello Sailor Range Master. Uh, which I hope he doesn't have, because I know Alex actually has got a, one or two pedals from, from there. Uh, there's also the Donna um I can't remember what it's called now. The octave, octave square, octave square. So the, the, there's a harmonizer pedal from from Donna that I reviewed a while back that uh, yeah. is in there, and the echo square, I believe. Actually, am I right in saying that? I I believe you. I, I honestly I, can't I, remember. I, yes, I, the echo got, square. I've got a picture of it. But I'll <laughs> tell you what I've got here. Yes. So there's there's five. There's the blues maker. The um, Rangemaster, the Plexi M from Mosky. Oh, cool, yeah. Which is like a really cool little Plexi pedal I did. There's the yeah, Echo Square, and then there's the Donna Harmonizer. So it's quite it's a big old prize pack, that. And I'm going to enjoy sending that. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. And my yeah. wife's going to enjoy getting out of the house. Yeah. And, so, yeah. And Alex, if if you do happen to have a, a Hello Sailor Rangemaster, um, just, just hit me up, just... Just mess, give me a message, and you are more than welcome to donate it to me. It's got so. to get out of my dead hands first. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Just, just well done to, well done to Alex, and and a massive thank you to everyone who uh, who entered the competition, and all of those um, people who uh, showed interest in the competition as well, because we had we had quite a few people who who didn't quite get their entries in. Um, just in time and there were some people who who were really interested in doing it but didn't uh didn't quite know how they were how they were going to but but still kind of created a buzz around the the competition so thanks to thanks to everyone involved Uh, we learned learned some lessons there as well because it was not a one minute solo is quite a big thing to ask from people so we knew when we did it it was going to be quite a quite a tough one with it wasn't going to be one of these tag a friend and win something because it was it was really about trying to showcase something interesting yeah, yeah. I, I know that's not easy so a lot of people kind of probably were a bit scared off by that and i think that's absolutely fine just means that you know next time we might make it a bit easier <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, there's there's definitely going to be a next time because i uh, i had a 
great fun in doing this and uh, love to love collaborating with yourself and there's definitely got to be more of that absolutely um so i mean yeah not 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 right now (laughs) yes yeah yeah let let's get all of the stuff in our faces with turkey and copious amounts of whatever else Uh, absolutely and yeah we'll we'll uh get it started in the new year uh, until then, uh, the, we've got a, uh, another little competition going on in the Fret Talk, um, Fret Talk podcast group on Facebook at the moment. Uh, so that's well worth a check. I should be entering that. I saw that this morning. Indeed, yeah. It's a, it's a good one, isn't it? It is. And I, I will let you know, absolutely ace. That, uh, that drive is absolutely just top quality. And it's, it's, it's another one of those that I've played it and I will be almost reluctantly passing it over at the post office in about in about a month's time how would you like this pedal sent and I'll be like mm, no I think I'll change my mind back to me <laughs> yeah yeah. just return to sender please <laughs> I got the address wrong oh what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah oh well it was meant to be um, <laughs> so I think uh, I think that's that's where we're going to wrap it for today. And for a half hour podcast, this uh, this podcast has now lasted just over an hour. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, my daughter hasn't come up to find me yet. So even better. Fantastic news. Right, I'm going to I'm gonna try and get this uh, whipped out as soon as possible. So it's probably going to go out um, either tomorrow or Monday. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, cool stuff. From myself, Excellent. Mr. Budget Pedal Chop. From Mr. Anjay of the Dave Rage or Daveridge. Um, Whatever. Uh, the Instagram account. So if you haven't followed it, go do it. Dave Rage Instagram. Cool stuff. Uh, from both of both of us, it's going to be a tatty boy and a good night for this year on the interview series. Ta-ra. See you later, guys.